This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Episode number 43. Oh man. Coming back with the sickness again. 43 times. What's up? <laughs> it's good to good to still good to still be here, man. Back up in your ass with the resurrection. We're getting close to being a year old. Yeah. Podcast. I think we've so. skipped a few weeks. Technically it would be like week 46, 47, 48. But hey, 49. we make our own rules. So fuck it. It's Metal Shop's backstage pass. My name is Kevin. To my right is Ryan the Beard. Yo, yo. And at the helm, the man who's running the board, Axis of Ian, otherwise mm. known as Ian. Drinking a fine glass of water tonight. Sweet. How's the water? Cold. I'm drinking some coffee. Ryan, you got a Pyramid Outburst IPA. Yeah, man. Out of five stars, what would you give it? I'd give it a four. A four? So that is beer legit. that is not f***ing around. Yeah, I, I That's like the, it, one of the strongest IPAs you can buy. No, I'm, I'm, I gotta still be careful. call it beer. I gotta be careful with these, you know? It's, yeah, one it's or like 8.8%. Yeah, one or two, and I'm, I'm having a pretty good night, so. Okay. I don't know if you guys heard or not, but the Bourbon and Bacon KISW Festival is going to be going on pretty soon here. It's, <laughs> it's totally sold out, but if you can weasel your way in somehow. We could probably sneak in somehow. Hey, man, I like both of those Bourbon things. and Bacon. It's going to be at the... Come on, I'm the beard. <laughs> Don't you know who the fuck I am? Fremont Brewery, I think, is what they were, where, the, where it's at, where the uh, vodka tasting thing was. Is okay, yeah, thing? yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna I get love, real crowdy. But it's crowdy, also gonna crowdy. be Saturday, so we gotta kind of, you know, mm, calm down a little yeah. bit, make sure we sober up tiny bit before mm, Metal Shop. I'm gonna opt out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna say that I had to sleep in. I'm gonna lean more toward the bacon. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Clog my arteries. It's all good. So what's been going on this week, fellas? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been a crazy week for Metal Shop, I'll tell you that. The entire radio station and all the DJs and everyone's getting behind us. Kind of a, a, a groundswell of a movement. Uh, Ian, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, the Metal Shop at 10 thing, we sat in on uh, the men's room this week and talked about how our fifth anniversary of us taking over Metal Shop from Kevin and Steve is coming up and what we should do for it. Yeah. Because uh, nobody really ever does anything about it, so we figured we probably should. Yeah, make it seem like someone gives a because if we don't, then no one else is going to. So we went in there and we we're like, hey, so what should we do? We sat down and did sit and spin with them about ten uh, famous metal records that every metalhead hates. Yeah, it was some funny ones on there, especially like the Celtic Frost Cold Lake record that they do not acknowledge at all yeah. anymore. There's yeah, and number one was Saint Anger from Metallica. I think of course, self-explanatory. Exactly. And uh, Miles was like, hey, well, why don't you guys come on an hour earlier? Because we're old. Yeah. And we go to bed early. Offhandedly, he said it. And um, almost immediately, we got like hit up uh, via text on 77999, via Twitter, on the Facebook. People were saying, hey, that's a great idea. We want Metal Shop at 10. And so we kind of just went with it. And um, we've gotten a ton of bands to send us photos of them with the hashtag Metal Shop at 10. Uh, a ton of listeners. People are really, really supporting it. And it was something that 
kind of happened organic. I mean, it happened organically, and it's just blown up. And it's been cool it's to watch. Blowing my fucking mind, to be honest. Also, keep in mind that we have to hold him to it. That Miles said he would come up. That's true. And guest host it for the first week when it happens at ten. And if, if it happens at ten, I want a fucking pizza. Oh, we were right. also promised a pizza. So if that pizza does not arrive this week. Maybe we can get two pizzas next week. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> Pizza party! <laughs> I'll take some liquor and whores. You have been <laughs> hanging we, out on the men's room. Can we bring that around here? That's your fucking slogan, man. So, yeah, that's been cool. I mean, some of the, uh, namely, we've gotten pictures from Crowbar. We got pictures from uh, Witchburn. We got some awesome uh, listener. We got Tom Green to Tom hold a Green. metal shop at 10 picture. His, his bum is on the metal shop. It man. was awesome. Uh, so, just some crazy... Uh, it's it's hitting me in the feels, man. That the Chris feels. Barnes one was <gasps> awesome. Yeah, Chris Barnes sent me one via text. Uh, we got guys from Zabulba. Uh, they kind of just saw us uh, post it on there and and went from there. It's awesome. Awesome, man. The Napalm Death show at Studio Seven this week. Oh, let's talk about that. Was intense. I mean, there was a lot of bands in the first place, so there was a lot of people there. It, start, it started at like four thirty or five. The doors opened at four. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone's still at work, if they have a day job, uh, the first band started at four thirty. And that what was, was that? Was that Zoth? Zoth right. Or, and then I think Theories played at like five fifteen, maybe like sixty people or something. I, I wasn't there, which is so. still pretty good for yeah. it being five o'clock. That's true. It, and it's date. The sun is out. Man. Yeah, yeah. And it was nice. That's this weird. Week. Uh, Interesting. Okay, so yeah. we were at the show, and by the time I had gotten there after I got off work, it was sold out. It had been sold out anyway. And I walked in, and it was super packed, and Voivod was playing, and I went to go talk to Matt Wickland from Ghost Ship Octavius and yeah. Himsa, who was working the concessions booth. Slinging those hot dogs. And it was his birthday this week, which we should all should say, you know, happy, happy birthday, birthday Matt. Yeah. He said it was the, the 10th anniversary of him turning 28. Nice. <laughs> so, there you go. Do the math. If you can. And uh, he, so he's working concessions there, you know, uh, dealing with every crazy f- at Studio 7. And there's a lot of them. And I had just walked out of the bathroom and somebody had <laughs> their fucking pants. Ah. <laughs> could, could you smell it or could you see it? Here's, here's how I knew. They <laughs> their pants, took off their drawers, Ugh. wrapped it up <laughs> like a diaper, and then tossed it in the bowl. Here's the thing. And then they threw up on top of it. <laughs> oh, no. Ian, that's disgusting, but that's not the only foul thing that happened And, and that then night. I pissed on it. <laughs> Jesus. I had to piss. It's the fucking bathroom. That's what it's for. Were you? Did you actually see this no. projectile vomit <laughs> thing did, happen later on? I did not. Dude, but- I didn't see it, but I I had somebody walk outside, <laughs> like brushing themselves off. And oh. I'm like, dude, what what's okay. what's up? And because I could see moisture on him, and he's like, oh no, somebody just like spilled a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it was. <laughs> so what happened is there's Matt, a balcony at Studio Seven. There's a balcony at Studio Seven where the bar is. <laughs> yeah, and if you're in the front row of the of the balcony. You usually have, you've like staked a claim on it. Oh, you know, yeah. You've been sitting there for a while. You've been working on a couple of beers. It's hard to get those spots. If you get a spot, you better stay there yeah, you and stay make there. someone else go get you beers. Yeah, you pay, you, you're you like, hey, I'll buy you a beer if you go get me one. Exactly. It's the deal, you know? So you're sitting there. Usually the people in the front row are real <laughs> By the end of the night, mm-hmm. what happened is somebody threw up off of the edge of the bar. Into the pit. Into the pit. <laughs> while <laughs> Napalm Death was playing. <laughs> That's so fucking <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that is grindcore, man. <laughs> what the f***? That's the most grind thing that's ever happened to that venue. I it's heard he just awesome. got like he just got thrown the f- 
freak out ASAP. Oh, they, yeah. It's just a beeline That's by the security guards like, to grab him. You're going to get dragged down the stairs like, <laughs> all the way down. Dude, your head's just going to be banking on the, each one of the stairs on your way down. And everyone in the pits get, get, get <laughs> yeah, hepatitis get, C. Each one of them gets to kick you in the face on the way out Jesus. the door. Jesus. That's nasty. But uh, also, Napalm Death was sick because, uh, well, <laughs> Barney had a fucking broken arm. Yeah. And he was just going wild. <laughs> yeah, he was jumping, I mean, to the best of his ability, you know. He owned it. it but, awesome. I mean, he always does that. You know, Napalm Death is not a new band. Mm-hmm. They've been around for 25, 30 years. Those guys are veterans, metal veterans. I'm trying to be nice and saying they're fucking old. They're old dudes. There's nothing wrong with that. That said... They're still moving around and jumping around and acting fucking insane. And the dude's got a broken arm. I don't know how he got it. I would like to think in some epic way. You know, and props to them for putting out a better show than a lot of the bands half their age, too. You know, I mean, just super, super high energy, super intense live shows. It's awesome, man. Definitely. I show. went and saw uh, Suicide Silence last night at El Corazone. We're recording this on Saturday. So I, was, I went on Friday night, and uh, it was badass, actually. Suicide Silence, it was totally sold out, and I got to meet, I was going to mention this to you, Ryan, I got to meet uh, Tim, the guitarist for Fit for an Autopsy, the opening band, and I thought that you had a big beard. This guy's <laughs> beard no, went guy, all the way down to his knees. That guy outbeards me hard. Yeah, and he <laughs> braided it. It's like a little, it's like a, you know how like a women got, will have a little braid in the back the of their hair? Ba- yeah, braid. he's got the, sh- and it's yeah. all the way down to his knees, bro. Are you sure that's just his beard, or did he like work his pubes into it and his could, chest hair into be. it and his f-ing everything he had? It's all one, man. It's all just coming out of the butt. But you know who shirt. I'm talking about. You seen that guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen the guy. We, beard we, envy, dude. Last time, last time we were in town, I uh, we we had a conversation about that. That's awesome. I, uh, I called, I pointed out to him, like, man, you know, you just you just outbearded every dude in this building. <laughs> he's like, I know everywhere I go. How long do you? Th- how if you had to guess, how long do you think he's been growing that? Oh, I I couldn't even guess. I wouldn't even want to. Upwards of a decade? Yeah. It's got to be definitely. at least. I was born with this sh- Born with a beard? That's a good band name. Born with a beard. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's get into it. And now, live from the KISW studios, Ian, Kevin, and Ryan on the Metal Shop. Backstage pass. Breaking news. Hashtag news. Metal Shop at 10. Gone viral. Oh my god, it's like Ebola. With Bill O'Reilly. What? Oh. <laughs> we don't play that. We don't play that game. Okay, uh, with Maddow. With Rachel Maddow. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's not DJ Max fucking Long or somebody else like that. Maxi Max. Maxi Pad. DJ Maxi. That's his new nickname. <laughs> Maxi Pad. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's heard that a few times in his life. Uh, is that even his real name? Max, Max Long? It, that can't be his real name. That's a fake alias. Next time he comes here, let's turn him upside down, grab him by the ankles. Check his wait, ID. Wait till all the coins and all the fucking bobby pins Wouldn't fall be too out of hard. his pockets. He's like a buck ten. Yeah, we'll <laughs> grab his wallet. It'll be like DJ Albert Weinstein. Yeah. He's he Jewish now? Yeah, remember last week we were talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about how Max is Jewish? Speaking of sketchy people, let's, uh, let's jump into this. So all sources right. report that the... Keyboardist that used to work with Ingve Malmsteen on some of his really famous albums has unfortunately passed away in Thailand. Oh, you know what's sketchy when it happens in Thailand. Exactly. That's the sketchy part of it. So, um, even his T-shirt. Looks according sketchy. to the uh, the Thai police, um, the body was found at a restaurant or at a hotel and um, surrounded by lots and lots of alcohol, and it looks like it was of, you know, due to alcoholism. Yeah. So. Okay, so what it says is the body of Mr. Uh, Matt Olison was found on the floor of his Rayong Hotel in Tamblon, Tha Pradu. Uh, the chief of police told the Bangkok Post, 
It said that he wore only shorts and there were seven empty bottles of whiskey and empty cans of beer in Jesus, the room. Jesus, seven? All, and that's all there was. See, that's that's really going hard, man. I don't need a shirt. All I need is seven bottles of whiskey. I don't even think Lemmy would go that far. Man, I, I See, feel that's like, the thing. Lemmy's a, he's a god. He's immune. I feel like it's when true. I was younger, I could handle a bottle of whiskey to myself in a night if I was pacing myself right. If you handle a bottle of whiskey in a night, you're going to wake up the next day and going. I don't even want to see whiskey for the next three yeah. days. Ex- exactly. You know, I, I would definitely not be worse for the wearer. But seven freaking bottles, man. Holy sh**. I got to think, man, on my top 10 list of ways I'm not trying to go out, it's going to be drinking myself to death. This could yeah. be an elaborate like by Thai hookers Dude, to try and cover thing. it up. Here's the thing about Thailand, though, is that if you're a guy like Matt Olison, who played with bands like Yngwie Malmsteen during the classic times when they were making lots of money selling records like Seventh Sign and Magnum Opus, yeah. you can take that money and $10,000, you can live for 10 years like a king in Thailand. Yeah. So you can take the money that you made and go and live there and be a king prince and live on the beach every day and sip off coconuts and have a titty in your face every five minutes, you know? Yeah. That sounds cool. So he must have just been ready to go. Hopefully it was just the way it sounds. So he was living there. Uh, that doesn't say. I'm just saying. I'm just going to assume. You could go on an extended vacation there for a month and be in 24 karat gold toilets. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh. I mean. Anyways. It's news, dude. It's news. So rest in peace to Matt Owlis- Olison. Sweet band by the name of Obscura will be releasing an album. And uh, they just entered Dream Sound Studios. Uh, I'm sorry, they're about to enter Dream Sound Studios in April, and uh, it's going to be their re-release or their uh, follow-up to their last album, Onivium, which was uh, four years ago. That record was stellar. We featured it a ton on Metal Shop. It was actually uh, requested a bunch when it came out. This is ex dudes from Necrophagus that we probably got tired of waiting for Necrophagus to, you know, maybe write do a something. record or do something. Wrap or, it up, B. Yeah, and they're like. It. Let's just start our own band. So, did you see down at the bottom of the story, Ryan, that they had uh, issued a tab book for Omnivium? Yeah, it's 370 pages. Yeah, sounds Jesus. about right. You can learn the whole record. Yeah. So the thing that kind of puts me <laughs> off about this album a little bit that that Uh-oh. makes me leery Uh-oh. is uh, Christian Munzer, who was the main guitarist and main songwriter from Obscure, is no longer in the band. Oh. So it it kind of. I'm kind of curious about what it's going to sound like. I'm I'm sure it's still going to be a heavy as hell record because every every musician in this band currently and in the past has been absolutely stellar masterclass quality musician. So I heard they were going more pop punk. Oh yeah, there you go. Gonna go hang out with a loss. <laughs> you Ryan, John Barron. <laughs> I joined wish their band. they would. John Barron joined the band actually. Oh, uh, there you gotcha. go. Uh, what's the deal with the new Benighted record? Is it going to be a live record? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they recorded a whole live album. It rules. Oh, uh, my God. It sounds great, How too. does that translate? You have to be good. You have to be a f***ing master, like, sound guy to capture that for a record. Yeah. Anyway. No joke. Well, it, it sounds great. Can, can we play a clip of it? Do we, do we have a... I wish I could, but SoundCloud's being a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Oh, bummer, man. So I can't right now. Sorry. So let's play it right now. Montrez-moi un petit peu si vous le connaissez. Live Bluesville Live Bluesville
Awesome. Uh, that was sick, dude. It's coming out on the 23rd in a couple of days. Uh, they are they're streaming the whole new live record. It's called Brutal Live the Sick. English don't make no sense. You can't see me? <laughs> it's got 13 songs. And uh, Ryan, you should post that link to the Metal Shop Facebook page. It would be awesome. Done that and people done. people can go listen to it later. Yo, y'all heard of George Coleus? George oh, Colias. Yeah. George Colias. From Nile? Tomato. F***ing tomato. Yeah, he's going to be releasing a solo record called Invictus on Seasons of Mist. Is it just going to be Blast Beats? <laughs> you know, Blast Beats 101? That's the question. I mean, obviously he's the drummer. Um, he uh, has written all the music and lyrics, though, and is performing all the instruments and had some guests come to join. It doesn't say necessarily who they are yet, mm-hmm. but... And fucking George Clyes is fast as f***. Have you guys ever heard the Carl Sanders uh, solo record? It's really chill. It's it's, it's Egyptian, like, really oh, chill yeah, yeah. Egyptian music. Yeah, it's And it's cool. awesome. It's wow. actually, like, if you want something to kind of just, like, can we sleep too? Can we start a crowdfund to get Carl Sanders to Egypt because he st- has still yet to get to Egypt? <laughs> like Nile has never been to Egypt. That's a thing. That's so yeah. awesome. Like, how about That's... this? That motherfucker doesn't need our money. What if they go there and they're like, meh, not really into it? <laughs> <laughs> Ours was better. And they're like, F- this. Our entire world is gone. I'm hot. Yeah. They're like, well, <laughs> I'm fat. These pyramids are all that great. <laughs> this is boring. I'd rather be in North Carolina. <laughs> F- this. This is boring. I'd rather be playing Duke Nukem. This desert is huge. <laughs> so, uh, some news this week, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden, he was is undergoing cancer treatment for a growth at the back of his tongue, and this is... Awful. Which is the worst possible place? Yeah, Iron Maiden, obviously. He has got the pipes of gold. He's always just on point live, and uh, we're hoping that he's doing okay. Man, but Like, why can't Bruce Dickinson get, like, ankle cancer? Yeah. <laughs> or just not get cancer. <laughs> that too. But uh, he went for a routine checkup around Christmas and uh, led to tests and biopsies, and they, they found it. And uh, it's, uh, well, unfortunate, but he is uh, positive about it, and he's going through chemotherapy right now. And it's looking positive, so hopefully we'll mm. we'll just keep uh, him in our thoughts. And you know, if you're a prayer guy, keep him in your prayers. And Iron Maiden didn't announce it until after he had completed his um, chemotherapy and radiology, so he already had gone through it all. He didn't want yeah. anybody like me freaking out. I'm, and, I'm, yeah, he's fine. And there there is a link to the full story on the uh, Facebook page. You just got to scroll back a little bit. Cool. And so they're saying that hopefully, with all if all goes. According to plan, he's going to get an uh, an all clear an all clear on the cancer front uh, by late May. So we'll have more news in about a month. Awesome, or three months. Sorry, math. So you guys go to record store day? You ever ever gone to that? Like, uh... no, I I haven't. I always mean to, but I've I've Do never you know actually what it is? gotten to it. I did yeah. a couple times when you uh, worked at the. At, at the platters. Yeah, when I worked at Silver Platters, I really got a first-hand view of how important this is because, you know, obviously, it's 2015, record stores are dying. Like, where's a record store, really? I mean, there's a few. We're blessed in Seattle to have a few independent record stores, but they're dying. Um, and so a few years back, maybe about five or six, there was kind of this um, this idea that let's, let's have one day specified each year to just 
pay respects to music shops and independent record stores and, and try and give as much business as possible to kind of give back to these record stores. And so they did this thing called Record Store Day. And uh, little by little, year by year, it really started to uh, gain momentum. And maybe about three years ago, it just became effing crazy. And huge bands like, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, Paul McCartney, Mastodon, uh, you know, rappers, all Snoop kinds. Li- Snoop Line. Snoop was doing Line, stuff. yeah. They do these limited pressings, these limited releases of LPs. It's mostly just vinyl. Um, there's some CDs, but it's mostly vinyl. Uh, and they release them, and they do very, very limited copies. So you have to show up at like 7 a.m., uh, before the store is even there, before the store is even open. So it's like a mini Black Friday for record store nerds. But uh, Slayer's going to be releasing a new record or a new single. New, cu- new couple songs. Yeah, When the Stillness Comes, and uh, it's going to be off the new Slayer record. Um, it's going to be a 7-inch vinyl picture disc, only 5,000 copies worldwide. Wow. Worldwide? Yeah. There's, so, there are far more than 5,000 Slayer fans in the world. So we're going to find out if Cricket is capable of waking up at 7 a.m. <laughs> I don't know, See, that's man. The, he's just not going to go to sleep. I think he's going to pay someone to get nine, and he'll be yeah, like, Yeah, he'll be like, that. Here's 100 bucks. Here's an ounce. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, April 18th, though, is Record Store Day. Uh, when the Stillness Comes is going to be included with a live recording of Black Magic from their first record, the self, you know, the, the title track. Or that's not awesome. the title track, from Show Me No Mercy. Show you no mercy. Show no mercy. Anyway, it was recorded live in 2014 at the at Vakken. So it's going to be that and the brand new song. So something old, something new. Slayer, it's going to be coming out with a new record this year, and it's not going to be on a nuclear blast, which is interesting. Their first record on, on a different label other than American for like 20 years. There's a band from South Florida. Sorry that you're from South Florida, but they're very heavy called Abiotic. <laughs> uh, they came out in the early 2010s. And they are super heavy, very technical, and they have a new record coming out called A Universal Plague, and it's going to be coming out, it doesn't say, but oh, it's called Cause, Causistry? What is that even a fucking word? Are these guys just making shit up now these days? Causistry. They, they signed to, to Metal Blade Records, which is a huge deal for them, and then uh-huh. they released, uh, released Symbiosis, which we played a lot of here on Metal Shop. So Causistry. What is that? What is that? What Don't that even ask, dude. It's metal. Don't ask, man. Casuistry. It's the heavy. Is it Causistry or Casuistry? I don't know. We should look it up. Causistry. If you're listening right now, look it up. Tweet us at MetalShopKSW. Let us know. You guys are idiots. You don't know your hey. vocabulary. Let I us know what's I up. don't. I need help. I just wanted to mention real quick uh, that there's an awesome band, or I'm sorry, an awesome artist by the name of Dusty Peterson who will be at this year's Emerald City Comic Con like he is every year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, I believe it's sold out, but uh, just wanted to give a quick mention. He's going to be in the Artist Alley. You can go and get some uh, sweet uh, v- pictures from him. He's got all kinds of prints from his uh, from his records that he's done the artwork for like Bloodbath and uh, who else is he? The Six Feet Under and when is Comic Con? He did, this he did year? the new Oceano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the Hoth cover is awesome. Ryan, you know what yeah. Comic Con is? I know it's uh, coming up here. Not, not the top of my quick. head. I've I've actually never been to a Comic Con. I I always forget to get a ticket. I always like sneak oh, off of like one of you guys is like, all right, I'm done for the day, and so we'll sneak in for like the last twenty minutes on your pass. Yeah, nice. but but hey, As heads all the hot up, girls have already if, left. If you do get a chance to go talk to Dusty, do it. He's one of the more knowledgeable metalheads that I know, and he's a really, really rad dude. It's it's always a great conversation, so go support him, man. He's a good dude. Uh, Metal Alliance Tour is coming back to town. Oh, man, this is always one of the best tours of the year. Yeah, whoever is doing this does it right, like you said, most of the time. It, there are no dates yet confirmed, but they have the first 
or I guess the headlining acts announced. Yeah, dude. It's going to be Deicide headlining Metal Alliance tour alongside Entombed, AD, or just Entombed, mm-hmm. and Hate Eternal. And That's sick. Black Crown Initiate will also be playing, so I'm sure they will probably tack on one or two more, plus nine locals, so it'll start at 2 p.m., just like it always does. <laughs> it's interesting. Metal Alliance t- seems to go in kind of spurts of different sounds. Like, I remember one year it was like Crowbar, St. Vitus, Kylesa, Helmet, and then like the next year it was like Dying Fetus Job for a Cowboy. Spurt. It's like super brutal. Yeah, spurts. Spurt. And then this year it seems like it's going a little bit more straightforward old school death metal. Which is rad. I mean, yeah. it's it's nice to see a tour me. Um, providing a little bit of variety, but keeping it like tasteful. You know, a, a good kind of variety. It's I'm trying all to see really in, good bands. I want to see those new Entombed songs, man. Those new uh, that new Entombed record. I want to see that live. Yeah, no joke. And Hate Eternal it crushes live. That R- band. Yeah. Eric Rutan insane. will punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> no joke. It was confirmed on Reddit that next year is the ska core year of Metal Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> What does that even mean? Voodoo glow skulls? Yes. They're and a- Mephiscopheles. <laughs> and the uh. skank of f***ers. You've never heard of them? <laughs> no. Nope. They're too obscure for you, dude. 311666. <laughs> you lost me. F***ing hipsters, The Boss man. Tones, mother f***er. I played Boss Tones for 90s something the other night. That's the impression that I get. That was awesome. I was skanking. I'm not a rebel. I just never been tested. I have a burning hot cold that I was old pass. You know what's funny about that band is Dickie Barrett used to sing for a hardcore band called yeah. Impact Unit. And it was like a straight edge hardcore band. And they used to play with bands like SSD and all kinds of hardcore bands. And then did ska. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, right. What I mean, like, uh, what do you, you, there's no metal ska. No. <laughs> there is none. Uh, Ryan, that's your next project. Oh, yeah. I'll you and Dave. Get right on that. We need to get you some horn players. <laughs> Man, I would love to work with some horn players. That'd be a blast and a half. Get weird with it. I used to play saxophone. We reported a few weeks ago, saxon drummer Nigel uh, Glockler had a f***ing brain aneurysm. (sighs) His brain just went... And uh, thankfully he lived. So he has uh, announced this week that he's pleased to say the neurosurgeons have informed me that I've made a 100% recovery and there is zero damage at all from the ruptured aneurysm, mainly due to the part of the brain it was located in. So I'm glad to get back to work, but I'm going to ease back into it. So he's going to get back into Saxon, one of the oldest school classic British heavy metal drummers. Still going. Damn. His ticker's still ticking, man. Yeah, let's hope for the best for him as well. Um, So I Hate God is a band that has continued to definitely have a rough schedule. They always tour, and they're always on the road, but at the same time, these dudes party pretty hard. and Or at least they, <laughs> they've known they've known in the past to party pretty hard. I'm not sure what their current, uh, you know, vibe is or whatever, but they did have to cancel Australian and Mexican door, tour dates because of vocalist Mike Nine or Mike Nine Williams, he said, they said that his mental stability and health are major serious issues at this point. Um, he's dealing with exhaustion and chronic fatigue, and uh, he's going to be resting up. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. He, uh, There's been some infighting with the band, I think, and uh, he is kind of, seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller every time you see him. Well, here's the thing. Like, like, he, like he can't eat. Mike is a friend of ours. He wouldn't remember us. Yeah. He's, you know, we've had a good couple of times with Mike. But as soon as you said exhaustion and we all just looked at each other like, okay, we know what that means. That's what people, that's what celebrities say when they go to rehab. 
Oh, I'm suffering from exhaustion. No, you're partying, partying too hard, man. You need to calm down. And if you're having, like, mental breakdowns, uh, I guess the first step would be to probably chill with the touring. Yeah. So. Before you wither away, Mike. Right. So You need to get it straight get and get it, right. Yeah. And because we want to have you keep going, man. And you're a cool dude. All right. So Fit for an Autopsy is fit for a new album. Yay. And a new singer. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be coming out pretty soon here. Uh, it says guitarist Pat Sheridan, the new album is a bit of a step in a new direction. You'll hear a lot of new influences in our sound and a real creative move towards other genres we've never experimented with until now. It's dark, sad, and aggressive all at once. So they're pretty stoked about it. We'll see how that sounds. Yeah, man. They're so dark and sad and angry. They're they're dark and aggressive. aggressive. So aggressive. Uh, Is it metal? (laughs) I think so. Troll Fest is coming back to town if you're a fan of that kind of thing. Controls. Corpaclani and Insafirum are coming back. They're playing May 15th at El Corazon. What, or actually, sorry, May 9th. May 9th is a Saturday night. So we won't be there, but you will. Yeah. You know, speaking of trolls, I'm just going to bring this up because I found it to be very interesting this week. The founder of a website called IsAnyoneUp.com, Hunter Moore, yeah, was we, sentenced to a couple years in prison. We briefly touched on this last week in the podcast, but yeah. it, we didn't have the actual like. No, he's news. going to prison for a couple years, and he's definitely, and when he gets out, he's going to have to register anywhere he goes and have to uh, register any new any, emails he does, any website. anything like yeah. that. So the feds will have access to his emails, his, you know, texts, everything. That's what happens with revenge porn. We talked a little bit about revenge porn last week with the whole Seth Rollins WWE nude leak. But Hunter Moore, he was infamous for doing that, for ruining people's lives. He was quoted as saying, I don't give a fuck if someone kills themselves over this shit. So, in the end, I don't give a fuck if he kills himself in prison. He won't. He's and still, he's still. I think they're making him forfeit a lot of his money. Hunter Moore, I have two words for you. Uh, did you see the guy, uh, one of the guys from uh, YouGotPosted.com is going away for about 20 years. What's you got posted? Is it that the same thing? Same, same principle, mm. same thing. Uh, 20 years? Yeah. Holy f***. But he was doing all kinds of stuff with the money financially. Money so. laundering. Right, and, that, and that's what they got Hunter Moore for because he was paying his business partner to hack people's emails. Oh. So it wasn't even people like submitting. They were like actually hacking people's computers. Yeah. And that's what it, the problem was, obviously. You can't yeah. do that. So yeah. uh, have fun. <sighs> well, and it's going to be fun for you in prison. Keep your butthole tight. tight. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, it's kind of f***ed up to joke about in all seriousness, but, you know. He mm-hmm. ruined hella people's lives. Yeah, what goes yeah. around comes around. He ruined around. hella people's lives. What goes around comes around. All right, well, speaking of buttholes, Born of Osiris' guitarist, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, streaming a debut single uh, called Skylasher. <laughs> This looks super <laughs> science fiction. Uh, dirty motherfucker. <laughs> what, you got nothing else? You're yeah, just going to say you're laughing at your own there? There's, there's, there's nothing else there. You put out a new single. There's a song. from Born of Osiris. There you go. His name uh, is Lee sorry. McKinney, and it looks <laughs> Devin Townsend-ish as far as the album cover and whatnot. So, local band Stealing Axion, awesome band. They've, they were on Century Media for a while, then they decided to go off on their own, do and an they, album themselves. Yeah, great album came out last year. Um, but they have parted ways with guitarist and vocalist Josh DeShazo. He was one of the main songwriters and also the guy whose beautiful vocals you can hear, really the singing part of that band, which was one of the most uh, standout parts of that band, was the really vocal harmonies and the 
I don't know. I it, mean, it was a very good blend. They did a really good job of it. But uh, he is now, he said he's not giving up on music and keep an eye out for his name in the future. But as far as stealing Axion, the time has come for him to try new things. Um, they all grew up together as friends in the Tacoma area. And uh, hopefully they can still f- stay friends and be bros. But sometimes, you know, you got to end it. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where they've, uh, here, if they've been musicians together from the get go, if they grew up together as musicians, those motherfuckers will get back together at some point. You know, you know, you know, and I know that they're mm-hmm. at somewhere down the line. They're going to go, man, remember that time that we had all this fun and all this cool stuff happened? Yeah, let's do that again. I'm, I hope, at least. That's just me hoping. Projecting my hope. Josh DeShazo lost so much goddamn weight over the yeah, past year. he lost 120 year. pounds, dude. He lost himself. He was like two times the size, and now he's a skinny dude. And I don't know, maybe he was like... I lost the weight. Now I'm losing the band. Like, Shed quit- my skin. <laughs> I'm quitting the band to pursue my career in male stripping. Nice, dude. <laughs> Where the real money is, I'm Magic going to Portland. Like three. <laughs> anyway, all Magic jokes Josh. aside, man, hopefully that uh, you guys can get everything get back together. Stealing Axion, really cool band, and a band that, uh, you know, was a real standout band in the Northwest also, so. Would you call a male stripper a dick dancer? Sure. All right. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. What kind of fucking question is that? Of course, is it swinging, swinging your thing, man. Dancer. A professional helicopter. Uh, this is a good news story for Ryan. Uh, unfortunately, you weren't the cause of it. The Kardashian sisters got in a car crash in Bozeman, Montana. What's Bozeman like? Uh, a whole lot of nothing. In armpit. <laughs> this Kardashian. is coming from the dude who has Montana pride. <laughs> she yeah. lost control of her SUV due to the road ice conditions. Your state almost killed the Kardashians. You know, if it was going to happen in any state, it would be in Montana. All of my entire Facebook news feed was all people making fun of their inability to drive on Montana. Dude, I'm roads looking at the, the road winter. right now. It's There's not no that bad. snow on it's, the road. It's not that bad at all, dude. It would have been Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner. All three of them would have just been. Ice. And Bruce Jenner just got in an accident too. In friggin' Northwest, too. The little, the little. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of the Kardashians, have you guys seen those T-shirts that Gary Holt just made? Uh, kill the Kardashians. He's now selling these T-shirts. <laughs> uh, that's his shirt. Yeah, Gary Holt is uh, teaming with us, a uh, <laughs> graphic designer, to make these "Kill the Kardashians" T-shirts. Gary, don't you have anything better to do with your time, bro? <laughs> yeah, smoke weed and design some more shirts. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, well, speaking of childish things, uh, there's a new hardcore band that's Spongebob-themed, and uh, it's actually pretty... X-Spongecore X. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty funny. I okay. mean, it's it's not it's not the best thing so in the world. All you have to it's, do to earn your extra credit yeah, and pass my hear. class and never have to come anywhere near this school again is write a ten-word sentence on what you've learned in boating school. But I've learned so many things. Just pick one. I don't care which. Here, I'll help you get started. What I learned in boating school is... There! That's already seven words! Only three more! So it's just like Judd Judds with Spongebob quotes over it? Nice. I mean, it's fun for a shuttle. Oh, there you go. 
You're like, give this to your four-year-old. SpongeBob. Show the teacher. No, give it to me. SpongeBob. Core. All right, I've had enough about. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see that article this week by Sergeant D about Papa Roach? New Papa Roach material is gent. Ugh. Did you hear I the new part? I, I don't. Seriously, I don't it's gent. Like this. Papa Anything. Roach has made gent riffs now. Like Papa Roach is has changed pa- from rap Papa rock gent? to kind of rap gent. <laughs> it's it's rap rock gent. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So Sergeant D said it's actually pretty awesome, but at the same time, Sergeant D likes Miss May I. So I don't know if he's actually trolling us, but I did listen to it, and it exists. Gent, Papa Roach. Uh, Vinny Paul isn't fine just having his strip clubs in Vegas. This motherfucker is about to put out a cookbook. Oh, snap. Because, I mean, he is from Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's kind of a fat guy. So you I've know, noticed. He's probably good at cooking. You know? Yeah. Texas, fat guy. Probably good at cooking. You can put one and two together. Some barbecue. So he's putting up, and this is what it's called, Drumming Up an Appetite. Okay. With Vinny Paul. Oh, man. Yeah, baby. Drumming up an appetite. It's got 125 recipes, and it will be out just in time for Christmas, baby. Woo! Uh, Drumming up an appetite. Nice. So it's got the cover of the book is him holding two turkey legs behind a drum set. Uh, Michael uh, Amat from Arch Enemy said that Jeff Loomis is going to be recording on the next record. Sweet. So he's not just like the fill-in guy playing the six solos, bro. He's actually going to help him write a new record. Which, as soon as that happened, we were like, okay, this Arch Enemy record is okay, but how about let's look forward to that new Arch Enemy record with Loomis on it. Yeah, there you go. War, nice. War Eternal was, uh, was good, but this is going to be way better. Dave Lombardo came out in the press recently um, with Music Radar magazine. He was commenting on Terry Bozio replacing him in the band Phantomas, and he said he was happy about that he was well he was honored by the gestures what he said uh he said that uh you know he's he's a good player and stuff and then he said this instead of replacing me with a guy that hasn't done anything in 10 years waiting on the couch fiddling his thumbs oh my Ooh. god when is slayer going to get rid of dave uh, okay so boss staff must be kind of offended by that i'm sure but you know yeah but whatever. at the end of the day boss staff's going uh-huh sorry what I didn't hear you play that riff on that last record. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you get that check from that last tour. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. I'm in Slayer now, so I don't give a shit. That's what I'd be saying if I was Paul Bostaff. Exactly. Be like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything, and it looks like you guys weren't getting along for a while, so I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Sorry. You fucking devil. I still like Dave Lombardo more. Dave seemed to have a, like a more punk approach to Slayer, and that's the interesting thing about it is like maybe his music wasn't, his drumming wasn't as technically precise. And Dude, Dave Lombardo drums circles around Paul Bostaff, and still, in my opinion. But he had a bit more of a rough edge to it where, right, right. Uh, you know, Bostaff is like technically by the books. It's very precise, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's just well, not. Well, you know, in this. This is a little sacrilegious of me to say, but my favorite Slayer album was God Hates Us All. And that's, uh, and that's a Bostaff record. And that's a Bostaff record. And, you know, I, I really, the, the drumming on that album really kind of somewhat made it for me. And uh, it's, you know, I I know I'm kind of in the minority with that, but I, I have high hopes for the new Slayer record. I, I think it might turn out really cool. I Actually, I do too. I'm really interested to see what Gary Holt, if anything, that Gary Holt has to bring. I'm, I'm just hoping Slayer. that... Kerry King allows him 
you know, right. the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, gives yeah. him the creative freedom to write some stuff, you know, because I could s- easily see Carrie King being a very demanding, insistent person to work with. Right. And I th- we talked about this a few weeks Which ago. Which is understandable. I know. can also see Gary Holt going, yeah, go ahead and write the record. I have another band. Yeah, totally. Good point. I'm in Exodus. I've been in Exodus for 30 years. And I'm making kill Kim Kardashian (laughs) t-shirts. I'm busy, bro, in my f***ing garage. My screen printing press. In my bong. (laughs) I'm taking a real (laughs) approach to life. Uh, Machine Head did f*** her gently by Tenacious D for Valentine's Day. Nice. Does anybody care? I don't really care. No. Thought it was funny. If you're a fan of Tenacious D, you can go look it up. Damn. Another in the long list of weird covers that Machine Head does. So I mentioned uh, yesterday, or I mentioned just a few minutes ago, actually, sorry, that I saw Suicide Silence last night, and uh, a band that was opening for them was Within the Ruins. They flipped their van this week uh, and their trailer off of an interstate in Pennsylvania and, uh, yeah, it rolled about three times and landed on the median, and their van and trailer were totaled. Obviously, uh, they're all alive. They were able to play the show the other day, yesterday, so that's good, but... <clears throat> I can't believe That's this, pretty crazy. The string of good luck. Bands have had, like, it's not a good luck for if your van to flip, but everybody, like, for the last, like, year or two, I feel like, everybody's just gotten up and walked out. That's awesome. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. because for a string there, there was a lot of f***ed up accidents, like decapitated and uh, numerous other ones. So Right. So uh, this is the rough time of year to tour. Everybody knows that. If you're out on the road, pay extra careful attention. Drive slow. If you have to get there a little bit later, f***ing get there later if you get there alive. Plus, then you can smoke some more weed in the van on the way. All right, so that's about it for the news this week. But, um, you know, we uh, couldn't call the Metal Shop Backstage Pass podcast complete without traipsing delicately into the world of the Metal Shop Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio Lounge. And this week, Kevin is uh, attacking a notoriously ruthless band called Putrid Pile. This song is (laughs) called Body Painting. Kevin, take it away. Frolic in the bathtub, putting on a show. <laughs> Smile for the camera, dirty fucking whore. <laughs> An innocent porn takes a turn for the worst. Introducing shit and piss, vomit and mucus. Is he held a gunpoint against his will? This fucking bitch is in control. Smearing him with shit for a thrill. Shove the f***ing whipped cream tube up his f***ing ass. (laughs) it out into her mouth. Chocolate Sunday surprise! Rubbing it all over her face. (laughs) As well as his. I take it she's done this before. Body painting. Is he held at gunpoint against his will? This f***ing bitch is in control. Smearing him with for a thrill body painting body painting bitch <laughs> once again we're on a highway to hell yeah man yeah. that's messed up but you know what but at least we have this parlor tunes we're gonna end the uh, Jeeves this- I need my tin crumpets Jeeves suck it Jeeves 
we're going to end this uh, episode of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass with uh, the clip from us being on the men's room with Jolene for Sit and Spin, the top 10 metal albums from metal bands that metal fans don't like. All right, Bacholas, as we do once a week, the lovely Jolene is here, and once again, it is time to sit and spin now. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Ah, Swell! Jolene is here. And today we are joined by Kevin and Ian from Metal Shop, which airs Saturday nights right here on the Rock of Seattle. By the way, guys, what time does your uh, show come on? We start at 11, man. 11 o'clock on Saturday nights. Saturday nights. Every Saturday night here, Metal Shop on KISW. And they're here because we're talking metal. And we said this yesterday. I don't know if you know this, Jolene. doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you whisper the word metal, they both just show up. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, do you like... Metal. <laughs> There's Kevin and Ian. What'd you say? Yeah. Did you say the magic word? You said metal. How is the uh, guys? How's the show going? I can't. I have to admit that I am not uh, normally up at that time of the evening, and if I am, I'm definitely not listening to you. Well, you're, well, you're an old guy. You you go to bed at what nine thirty? No, I, I I can stay up all guy. I mean, I can make it till midnight on a Saturday night if I'm lucky. No, I mean that's catch the first hour of our yeah, show. Yeah, you know, I, I should probably tune in sometime and uh, and see how you guys are doing. How is the show going? The show's going great until somebody says metal shop three times in a mirror and one of us just disappears. Bam. <laughs> okay. But so you guys, do you, do you have a following? Do people call you? Do you get emails and stuff like that? Absolutely, we call them the Metal Tribe, to be exact. Okay, but uh, it's worth mentioning. You know, we're we're uh, do, coming on our five year anniversary. Of you guys over have Metal been Shop. here yep. five years. Five years. Time yeah. has God just damn. flown by. I remember being in this studio <laughs> with. Kevin and Steve, who were the previous longtime Metal Shop mm. hosts, uh, after this really cool contest to find the next host for right. Metal Shop and being hammered in here when those guys called you to tell you it was so much fun. Now, do you guys do interviews? Are you rocking? Are you talking? What are you doing? Yeah, we just uh, interviewed Chris Barnes, the original ca uh, Cannibal Corpse singer. Okay. You might have seen him in uh, Ace Ventura. Playing right. any Trickster at all? I mean, is that still uh, pretty heavy on the playlist? Uh, I don't know about no, Trickster. No, no is Trickster? Maybe some Winger for you, Miles. Okay, that Striker. would be great. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, only wait. Any metal, any metal bands from West Virginia? Totally. Uh, Iron Can Reagan. Mm -hmm. uh, Virginia, let's talk about Gwar. We could talk about... Is Gwar from West Virginia? Uh, they're from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. Oh, Richmond, right. Virginia. Yeah. Virginia, you know. But these guys are like all knowledgeable, and when when uh, this this idea came up for sit and spin today, for I think the the list comes from VH1, and it's the ten heavy metal and hard rock albums that are hated by fans of the band. So there's plenty to choose. Yes, from. it's inevitable. Man. There I are don't... plenty to choose from, but this is a blending of hard rock and metal, and it was like eh, the, the boys should be in because I feel like anytime we can have more black around here, it's a good thing. That's why I'm oh, here, Joe. I know, I know. That's why I'm you're here. filling the quota nicely, <laughs> no, no, nicely. Now, when you guys start your show at eleven. Correct. Like, all correct. Right. Uh, do you just keep on going, or do you like have to get off the air at one? Or I mean, we're on till three a.m. You're on till three a.m. for the late night metal track. Wow. Okay, I'm never staying up that late. Yeah, I just got to be honest with you. Eleven. I'm not. Well, could you guys do like nine or ten, maybe something like that? You probably. You probably can. Who's going to tell you you can't do it? it? Sounds like a good idea to me. Well, no, what but, I'm saying is, why don't I mean, you guys come on a little bit I'll earlier? I'll make the decisions. Just for one week, and then I can listen to the show and tell you how bad you suck. <laughs> I'm right, do that. Well, uh, <laughs> if we can get away without the drunken charge being like, did you guys start at 10? Just don't tell them. Do they even know? Did They don't listen to your show. you got to be, look, i, I got to be honest. Clubs, hair clubs I, in no, bed, and the drunken charge is passed out by that point. I'm down to start at 10. 
You got to I mean, start. A, I'd say, look, and if you, if started you're making the rules. Started I would say this. I would say this. <laughs> and uh, now, granted, I won't get in trouble for this. You guys would, but I would say, look, if you want to start a ten, just. Just like do it, dude. Go in and do one. It. You'll find out if the bosses are listening because it's important that bosses listen to what we do, right? Touché, so that touché. they then you know they can critique our work and make us better. So maybe just hey, look, start at ten and say as miles as I. First time I first time I ever had an on air shift. The guy uh, it was not an on air shift. I was supposed to watch the board uh, overnight. So uh, what did I do at three o'clock in the morning? Well, I cracked the mic, started doing breaks. Uh. <laughs> he had no idea. That was my first practice, and he's like, "Hey man, you want to go live?" I'm like, "I have been for the last six weeks." That's awesome. <laughs> you just didn't know. I kept pushing it up. Like I go two a.m. Like because he just not listening to the, the radio station, so I'm going to do whatever I want. You could do that. You could just go on what, whenever you wanted to. What, we just why start, not? We just start playing Gorgasm and sure. all kinds of crazy, nasty things. Absolutely. At, at ten, that's... Oh, oh, five years, congratulations, guys. That's huge, It's man. like you've Thanks, been here for man. so long and we've never even heard you. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> Something there. <laughs> something you. there, though. Something there, guys. Li- I used to live, listen when Kevin and Steve were on all the time, though. Back oh, I'd stay up late for that. Oh, but they were on. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait absolutely. a minute. They were on at the same time. If anything, these guys stay on was, an hour later. It's just the fact that you were passed out by that point. I was younger then, Joe. You were. Yes, <laughs> we know. We know. I see you every I day. We were still in our 30s. Sure. So what we have here is the the top 10 heavy metal and rock albums that are hated by the fans. So you love Look, the to band. To be fair, though, the only way to avoid that, I believe this, for any band, the only way to avoid that, no matter what genre of music you play, is for your career to end early. If you're lucky enough to be around long enough to put out that many albums, like one of them is going to suck. Like Top to bottom, this album was just a piece of crap. You know it. The fans know it. You kind of apologize. You don't play any of those songs when yeah. you go back. Like It's just, just that universally it. accepted where the band even kind of says, hey, man, uh, yeah. sorry. We thought we had something going on here, and we just flubbed. It, it happens to everybody. And Sometimes that happens. Uh, that happens to this radio station. It happens to absolutely. all of us. I mean, we all have exes that you just don't talk about because it's like, that right. didn't happen. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> right. We're just going to jump from this one to uh-huh. that one. No, I'm pretty proud of anyone who had sex with me, just because they were <laughs> dumb enough to have sex with me. <laughs> These are the 10 heavy metal albums hated by the fans. 10, number 10. Oh, my God. So the band is TSOL. Uh, the album is Hit and Run, and the song was called uh, The Name is Love. I'm not super familiar with TSOL, guys, so please enlighten me. Yeah, this uh, we used to host a punk rock hardcore show back in the day, so this is right Oh, you guys are mellowed out. On Dead Air. On, yeah, da- exactly. Dead Air, on yeah, KGRG. On KGRG. So uh, TSOL is a band from Long Beach, uh-huh. uh, the L.A. scene called... They're from California. Right, True Sons of Liberty, and... Uh, a lot of this, this came from VH1. This list came from VH1. Right. So we didn't create this, first of all. But TSOL, <laughs> but I know about them. Right. But we know of them. You, took, awesome. you took my line that I say repeatedly every okay. Tuesday. We not didn't do list. this. Not my list. I swear. Are you a fan of the band? Uh, we are, yeah. TSOL is an awesome, awesome classic punk and hardcore band. But this record, Hit and Run in 1987, they latched onto that Motley Crue Poison. You just heard that song like that. It sounded like Motley Crue to me. I don't know about do you, you. They got a hold of some hairspray. Yeah. Now, do you think it's something they, obviously it's a conscious effort to do that, but you get one of two things that happens, right? So now I'm in this band and I'm in the LA scene in the mid to late 80s. So we know what's happening there. And so we know where the money is. Is it is it the band saying, look, man, we're going to give this a shot see if we can kind of ride the coattails? Or do you think record label says, I don't know if you see what everyone around you is doing in LA, but, but give it a shot. Probably a combination yeah, of both. I mean, both. I think they just saw the money, man. Yeah. Cha-ching! Just like you and guys. And it didn't work. After, <laughs> yeah. after you, get the, you get the five-year raise? 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Hair Club just came Hair in and club? said, he goes, uh, we're going to deliver you a pizza on Saturday, so congratulations. <laughs> That's the race. Pizza on Saturday. I thought it was supposed to be a pizza on Tuesday, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Huh? Pizza uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, we're, we're here on Saturdays, man. Like we said, we're never here when the sun is up. Have them deliver it early. By the <laughs> way, early. Are we getting early any uh, of the 10 heavy metal albums hated by the fans? Nine, number nine. You guys, you guys have to say who it We're is. Chomping at the bit. I know, I know. You're dying. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, depending on how old you are, either you pronounce it Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost. Uh, these guys, <laughs> classic Swiss metal band. These guys were like formative black metal, and uh, well. Uh, Tom G. Warrior is actually not proud of this at all, whereas like a few other bands, they, they'll kind of pass it off and be like, you know, we were just experimenting. Tom G. Warrior, when they reissued all the Celtic Frost records uh, a few years back, he banned this. He It's banned out it. of oh, print, and he's happy about it. It, it was uh, a record called Cold Lake in 1988, and that song you heard was Cherry Orchards. Again, it's uh, Celtic Frost. He's like went on the record saying it was a complete turd. Yeah, he said, we don't even acknowledge it. Uh, it's another example, and like I feel like this is all coming from the same area of those bands going, man, we should go glam. I was going to say, is it or like we might finally get part. noticed? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we're talking to uh, the lovely Jolene, Kevin, and Ian are here from Metal Shop. We're sitting and spinning with the uh, top ten heavy metal and rock albums hated by the fans. It's actually good to hear you guys on a microphone because I've never heard. Yeah, it. it's nice you, to be you out. Actually, uh, you actually sound pretty good. It's nice to be here when the sun is up. Sure. By the yeah. way, are we getting any feedback about that whole like starting at ten thing? Yeah, a lot know. of other people uh, can't stay up late enough to watch the, to listen to the show either, guys. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> bad news. I say nine. Maybe get like a hashtag going or something. In the yeah. Afternoon. Get some feedback. Good idea. We'll come back with numbers eight through one on Sit and Spin right after these. Now back to the men's room with Miles and Thrill, 99.9 KISW. Lovely Jolie is in the sit and spin, and we are joined by Kevin and Ian from Metal Shop on their five-year big anniversary there, uh, being a part of the uh, the family here at KISW. Saturday nights at uh, 11 o'clock is the Metal Shop, and we've uh, made it to number eight right now on uh, basically some of your favorite bands. They always have a stinker of an album, yep. one that really sucks, so these are the ten heavy metal albums. And hard rock. And, and hard rock. And There's hard, hard rock. rock in here. Don't forget that hard rock. Well, ju- you know, you, you guys know. You guys know yes. we're going to cover some of these that aren't necessarily metal and right. we best Bands that we don't plan metal shop frequently. Not metal. Don't angry tweet us. <laughs> don't split hairs, people. Eight. Number eight. ACDC, fly on the wall. There was just that period with with ACDC where it was like, well, we're waiting for the next big hits. Yeah, you know and what, man? this isn't it. I picked up that album a little while ago on vinyl, put it on, and it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was when I was younger. Here's the deal. Like, it, you're right. There were no like hits on it, but I'm like, it's not horrible. Well, they put out Back in Black, and then they put out For Those About to Rock. Right. Now you're on like, roll. You know, classic ACDC records. Then they put out Flick of the Switch, which had zero hits at all. And they were like, immediately... Pressured by somebody to go, we need a new record. We need a new record. Just put it out. I right. don't care what it is. And this is what they gave you. And it was like more of the same. Yeah. It was, it was, it was just mo- ACDC. It was more of the same. And it's not that like you go ACDC, you better, you better give us hits, but we need anthems. Sure. Right. That's From it. ACDC, right. yeah. that's what mm-hmm. they deliver. Still okay. sold a million copies, though. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, exactly. I hate this album. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> These are the 10 heavy metal albums hated by the fans. Seven. Number seven. 
Do you guys do you guys recognize this this the Uh yeah, it's the unmemorable Motley Crue record. Uh, yeah, this all is... with Karabi or what? No, the... no, no, this is Generation Swine. Vince oh, Neil came back for this. Oh, right. yeah, well, that's even yeah. more of a put down. There. They got kind of uh, industrial on this, and it just wasn't. It was their good. attempt at joining the uh, the alternative sound of the '90s, I guess. Uh, they desperately wanted to be on MTV's 120 Minutes. Yeah, it just it's not the same crew. It's just not fun, awesome, raging party. Po- just Molly be crew. Here. There's a serious. thing called shallow perfection, and that's just. There's an expectation of what you're going to deliver. That's all you need to do. You don't ever yeah. need to reinvent the wheel. If you're Motley Crue, be Motley Crue. Exactly. DC, DC, that's all anybody wants. And unless you have a stroke of genius, don't overthink it. Just write the stuff you write and do what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to go to the next one because Thrill, I'm really excited for you to hear the next one. Oh, good. Yes. Six. <laughs> Number six. Yep. Coming in at number six, Kiss. Music from the elder. Now you this respectfully are an elder statesman here, and you were you were a passionate Kiss fan when this came out. Yeah, man, you're a little kid. Kiss does what it does, and to be fair, like they put out Dynasty with "I Was Made for Loving You," and people said, "Man, I don't like the disco stuff." But the album itself still wasn't that bad. And then, and actually, the album before this one is probably the worst thing they've done. Most people don't even know about it. But this album, the problem was, they said, "You know what? Same thing we're saying with Crew. They're going to go industrial." Kiss said, "Let's do a concept album." Let's do something, good. guys. You're Kiss, man. Just look stupid. Write songs about sex. Paul Stanley says something idiotic in the concert, and off you go. And you decided right. to get deep, and it's like, you're not deep. And then you put out this album, and we go like, wow, you're, you're really not deep at all. It's not the Who's Tommy. Come on now. It's not that at all. Not even close. This was the experiment, one of the experimental Kiss records, man. I, I would think, though, if you have an original pressing of Kiss music from the Elder I on do. vinyl, yeah. that is worth some money now. Something I you do also, have. Uh, people don't necessarily know a lot of this, but a lot of these lyrics were co written by Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. So they were very strange. Yeah, they were reaching out. Shut up. Shut are you, are you, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Yep. Is Lou Reed going to show up again on this list with Metallica? We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> are you, we got Lulu on here. The 10 heavy metal. <laughs> albums hated by the fans. Five, number five. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. We played this on Metal Shop last week for Valentine's Day. I would have known because I was probably in bed. That's true. You know? You guys may be on a little bit earlier. I would uh, I would actually could Just recognize. Just think about this. Like I'm closing my eyes and I'm trying to see who's talking and I, I don't know any of you because I've never seen you before because you're always here so late. They that was British that. Steel. You know, it's always dark. Yeah, and then Screaming for Vengeance and then Defenders of the Faith. And we're just saying during the break, like, these are three bad-ass albums and then this crap came out. Turbo! Like, what? like what's with the keyboards, guys? Turbo put on your goddamn spikes. Everybody and- was doing that. I, I mean, even know. That's the running it. joke of this whole list. I feel like everyone, you add keyboards and everyone goes, this <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. But I mean, yeah, that was uh they but they did follow it up with Ram It Down and Painkiller. So they, they, they came back. To. They came back. It's hard not to like Judas Priest. And at though. the end of the day, right. yeah, it's still priest. It's, it's still priest. priest. I'll take priest on their worst day. True. Tipton. Four, number four. We come in. Coming in at number four from VH1's list of heavy metal and hard rock albums that are hated by fans of the band, uh, Rush with their uh, 1991 contribution, Roll the Bones. Ah. Here it is. Here it is. I love Rush. I love Rush. Mm-hmm. I feel like Taryn should be yelling here somewhere because I she think we're, we're, we're one of two <laughs> women that love Rush. But th- this was just, Getty Lee, you should not be rapping. 
Getty when Lee. I, when I think of hip hop, I think of white Canadian dudes like Getty Lee. <laughs> yeah, right. I think of prog rock pioneers like Rush. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, these guys were trying hard to uh, to join that Anthrax public enemy. Like, oh, we're cool, right? No, no. you're no. Rush. You're, you're just rush. good. You will never be cool, but you will always be awesome. It's all right, man. That's good. Right. Getty Lee shouldn't rap, and he probably couldn't stay up for your show either way. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm just wow. saying. I'd, I'd be shocked if he stayed up till eleven. I'm gonna have an like, Earl Grey tea and go to sleep. I like to roll the bones. <laughs> for that. Three, number three. All right. Do you guys recognize this right off the bat? Yep. Kind of. Yeah, I, th- I think it kind of depends on your age a little bit. Right, well, right, right, right. I really know because I was I just started in rock radio, and I'm like, I get to play new Van Halen. Whoops. But it's Van Halen with Gary Sharon. In 1998. Yeah. Even Gary Sharon's like, I'm sorry I joined the band. Not because yeah. I didn't like them, but you guys had to hear me. 1993. 1990. I'm sorry, Van Halen three. That was not 93. Right. It was sure. 98. Wow, it was it was that bad. Gary Sharon there. It's kind of like that Molly Crew record. It's just not fun. It's there's it's just not fun. Right. Van Halen. What's Van Halen? You're a big party band. You're silly. You're stupid. You've always been, but a lot of fun. And then you do this crap. And they bring yeah Gary from uh, from Extreme. It's that doesn't like, help. You're going you guys play on. Extreme a lot on Metal Shop. Yeah. <laughs> More than words. Did you play it on your Valentine's special? <laughs> No, no, we didn't play that well, one. I wasn't trying to hey, get look, laid live on the radio. I'll be we honest played Pantera This Love, though. Can you guys go on the air an hour earlier, just one Saturday, and then maybe I'll, I will actually listen to the program? Like Metal Shop, like at 10 p.m. instead of 11 yeah, p.m.? Just I'm not kidding. Out. I'm looking at Twitter. This just came out. This came from the KISW Twitter account. If Metal Shop, KISW, started at 10, would you listen? But they're asking you, Miles. Well, yeah, I would. Okay. How come that? Would you really? That to me? Yeah, I would, I would actually look. I'll give, play you your request. All right, I would even maybe even come in for the show and, and, and listen Woo! live in the studio. Now that's a promise I can get behind. That, that way I can uh, I can meet all you crazy dark people right, look, at night who stay I up say, like crawlers you are. You guys figure out a way to go on 10 and make sure Miles shows up for that goddamn broadcast. I'll do it. I have no problem with that. I'm getting I'm getting blasted on Twitter as well. There's a looks like a hashtag. It says uh, Metal Shop at 10. Just do it hashtag one day. Hashtag Metal Shop at 10. Just, just do it one day. Just do it then. One weekend. Just do, do it. it one weekend, okay. and I'll and I'll. And, and worst case scenario, we can all just blame Miles. Yeah. yeah well, you put me on. Right. The that's the whole thing, guys. <laughs> sure. We're in the clear. Okay. We don't know if Hair Club listens. We don't know if the DIC listens. Just do it, and then if anything happens, say, "Well, Miles couldn't stay up late, but he wanted to be a guest on the show." That's fair enough. Good, I think that's good fair. enough excuse for me. I'll try to hang until two o'clock. You guys do any drugs? That's all I'm asking. love this record, man. I said they got beat up for this album, man, but I'm like, I dig it. Yeah, it's because you're a bassist. But I <laughs> Ooh, good point. But that's that's all of my love. And so am I. I'm with this you. This is John yeah. Paul Jones' baby, isn't it? I mean, he arranged almost every song they did. Because so Jimmy Page was nodding out. Yeah. Drugs. But John Paul Bad Jones drugs. arranged most of the songs drugs. they had, whether it's Stairway or anything yeah. else. So this is, this is just mostly stuff he'd written. But this is what happens when bass players take over. Well, Robert, Robert, Robert Plant had had some horrific stuff happen in his yeah, personal yeah, life. Yeah. Jimmy Page was a mess from drugs, so it was like the the chips were down. This was his moment. And John Bonham's finally... like, I'm just drunk, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. This was the oh, height, yeah. uh, the height the, of yeah. the Bonham right. alcoholism. Seriously, Seriously. <laughs> and that's saying so. That was his. That, so that was his chance to slip his songs in. These, no one notices. Uh, these are the ten heavy metal albums hated by the fans and rock albums too. As we made it to number one, one number one. Oh! 
Yes, this one's just bomb, dude. And it was a big deal. Everyone been waiting for the new album. This is a rough Anderson. time in our lives, man. Rough time. It was so tough. It was so... We love Metallica. Yeah. We love Metallica. And this album... Yeah, kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that I bought this the day it came out, and after one listen through, I threw it out the window in my car. Wow. Yeah, wow. I bought it. I purchased it, and then I threw it out the window. Slinged it. You could have just taken the money and just <laughs> threw that out the window. Hey, by the way, guys, not to interrupt, uh, I'm just watching Twitter. Uh, Mike says, bring on uh, Metal Shop at 10. Nice. All right. People want you to do it at 10, man. Just do it. Well, okay. Let's do it. I mean, do it. Is Hair Club's gone, right? He's we don't know. He's not here right now. Again, it's not my problem. In, man. But we'll just... 10 o'clock is still that. 10 o'clock is that sweet time where everybody's in their cars. They're going out. They're coming home. They still can hear time. you guys. And and I would be one of them because I'm an old lady on the weekends, and I'd like to hear you, too. I'm okay. down. Let's move it up. Uh, well, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Good yeah. seeing you for the first time in five days. <laughs> right? <laughs> as long as we don't have to talk about St. Andrews. I'm being dead serious. If you think ever about doing the show at an earlier time, just know. I mean, I will come in and hang out and show you guys how to do it. Thanks, Miles. Yeah. Bring yeah. a little sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might take a nap, like a Ron Jeremy nap real quick in the corner, you know, in between sets or something, but I'll wake <laughs> back up and party after I get done eating some shrimp. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.